Hello and welcome to the latest Rosenfeld Review Podcast. This is Lou Rosenfeld and I am with Dan Willis. Dan, how are you? I'm doing good, Lou. Thanks. How are you doing? I'm good. It's great to have you on the show. Uh, those of you um, who don't know Dan, uh, you might know him by his uh, memorable uh, Twitter handle, UX Crank. And uh, he is kind of a, he can be cranky, but in a good way. Um, in fact, uh, while he's not uh, doing um, kind of crazy, uh, huge, big enterprise UX projects as a consultant for the U.S. Digital Service, he has this side gig as a, a curator and coach who puts together this amazing hour of storytelling sessions, usually about eight, seven or eight people who he's helped uh, prepare these five-minute stories that we do at the end of the first day at Enterprise UX. And here's my plug. It's happening June 13th to 15th in San Francisco, enterpriseux.net. Dan, this is the fourth year you're going to be doing this. You've done it every year. This is our fourth conference. And, you know, like I like to talk about it as in the sort of Donna Leachaw user's journey, sort of build your program with a narrative story arc that um, we're, we're like, you know, we have this intense two-day conference. People are drained at the end of the first day. We want them to go to a party that we've spent a lot of money on and, and just be buzzing with excitement. But they're just usually too drained. And, but your storytelling session just sort of changes the tone and, and uh, brings people a lot of energy and, and, and gets them. It's kind of like a climax before the next climax. I kind of, I'm, I'm using that word really kind of, Tentatively, as you can tell, but somehow you get the whole, the whole uh, nature of the uh, conference to kind of re-energize in time for this fun party we have after the storytelling session. So what's, what's the sort of secret sauce about enterprise UX storytelling and, and how you've been able to, to get that to come together uh, in, a, in a wonderful climax? Well, I guess it's not too surprising. It's, it's the quality of the speakers who've spoken. Uh, um, Lou, uh, I, I, it, was, it feels like a really long time ago when, when we had never done one of these and we were like, what should we do? And you were talking about that, that arc of like, we need this, this energy at the end. We need this really bold, you know, almost reckless sort of thing. And I was like, oh, I like that. I like reckless. That sounds like fun. Um, but what's come up in the first three, uh, at the, uh, after doing it for three years is the quality of the talks uh, are so sharp that... Uh, I would say I hope that energy thing goes on, but it's really, it's really, they just had some kick-ass talks. And I've had people, I've had such, especially after last year, I had such positive energy from people coming up to me for the rest of the conference and commenting about uh, specific parts of specific talks. So you know you're getting, you know, appreciated praise when somebody says, oh, I loved it, it was great. But what, what really matters is when they, they dive right into the content, you know, when they start to say, did you hear, you know, that part where Polanski was talking about where he almost got fired? Oh, my God, that happened to me. And it's like these people were getting really connected. And it, and it all comes back to the quality of the speakers that they put a lot of work into it. It's one of those strange things. If, if you've spoken at all, and I know you've had this experience, Lou, if, if we're given a 45-minute talk, that's hard to prepare for, no doubt about it. It takes a real quality. But the five-minute talk is so much harder than a 45-minute oh, yeah. talk. And every year, we've just had people who have gone through the somewhat daunting process of uh, you know, sending in videos of themselves and sending in an outline and then 
and then pretty rigorous uh, development where we'll work on it together. And they, and nobody backs off. They just they double down and they put the work in and it shows. Uh, uh, I I by the time what's happened to me three years in a row and I'm sure it's going to happen this year is that by by the time I'm doing the intros. I'm just the biggest cheerleader on the planet because I'm so excited about what the audience is about to hear. And that sounds cheesy. So I, I tried saying that as an intro and it totally sounds cheesy. So I'm probably going to try not to put that in the intro. But inside my head, what I'll be thinking is, oh, I can't wait to hear these. These are so good. <laughs> well, yes, you've always cheese. been a very uh, anti-cheese person, uh, uh, Dan. But no, meanwhile, uh, you know, while you've been able to keep the cheese out of the sessions, the, the sessions, well, you're right. All right. Well, let's give credit to the speakers because they get up and it's like a raw thing, you know, speaking for five minutes. And I mean, I'm just leafing through some of the sessions and having these great memories from the last few years. You go to YouTube and you search Enterprise UX storytelling sessions, you're going to see things like uh, not just Adam Polanski talking about the threat of being fired, but Audrey Crane actually talking about being fired. Or a uh, lot of uh, Gorlenko did this great one, Nerdy is Darn Sexy. We've got ones about uh, uh, how, how Enterprise UX and uh, meditation have intersected. Uh, I always like Elisa's, uh, uh, Miller's uh, one uh, titled Through the Root of Hell. I mean, these are <laughs> where people are getting up and ranting and venting and laughing and crying. I mean, really. I mean, we've had people get incredibly emotional and it's like, on one hand, it's like enterprise wax. It doesn't sound very exciting. And when we started the conference, people were like either, well, there is no such thing as enterprise UX or they were <laughs> like, well, it's just not sexy. Who cares? And yet, I mean, I, I think if there's anything that's just totally blown away those assumptions, it's the enterprise UX storytelling sessions. But, but, but I want to give you some credit because, you know, like, one of the fears that you have, I think anyone would have about sitting through a five minute talk or giving one for that matter, is that it's like, what can you cover in five minutes? And how is it not going to feel incomplete at the end of five minutes? And yet, every one of the Enterprise UX stories that you've curated and coached feels like it, it fit in its time and it, it told an entire story. It wasn't rushed. It was smooth and well presented, well delivered. So how, how do you get them to do that? Uh, well, uh, you know, it, it is hard work. Um, um, basically anybody that applies for this should be ready to put in the work um, because that's, you know, there's nobody that walks in that I've experienced yet who walks in and they have the talk nailed from the start. The best that you can hope for is that you have a really good idea or you have something that you know there's good stuff in there. You're just not exactly sure how's that going to, How's that going to work? That's pretty good start, but feeling like, okay, I got this. This is done. Maybe there's somebody out there who's going to do that this year, but it hasn't happened yet. So they, they roll their sleeves up and they put the work in. The, the thing that takes all the pressure off of me, one is I'm not giving the talk, so that takes a lot of pressure off of me because <laughs> that would be hard. Um, but uh, the other thing that takes the pressure off me is I never, I don't know how the program is going to pull together. I don't know how the different talks are going to interact with each other when we're making our selections. That's not the time to, to figure out, oh, I'll do this one first and that one second. You sort of let them germinate, let them grow, let the people work on them. And as they're developing, you realize, oh, this person told a complete story a completely different way than anybody else did. Oh, here's another way that somebody used a complete story. So if you ask me, Dan, how do you do an arc in five minutes? 
I'd say, well, I got a couple of ideas about what I could do. I could tell you what other people have done, but frankly, I'm going to run out of ideas pretty quickly. The diversity that I think we've had, you know, the real interesting different ways that people did different stuff was just a, a question of stitching together these, these really different ways for people to come at it. I think if, if we were formulaic, if we were like, okay, here's exactly how you do a five minute talk, then we probably wouldn't, we wouldn't have had some of the successful programs because they, they would have felt overly planned. And what that means is, and, and uh, as if Lou needed another reason to be nervous, Lou, uh, I tell you every year, you know, I tell you every year, this might be the year that it tanks. We've had success, but this might be the year that it fails. And one of the ways that I see failure throughout the whole process and gives me a stomachache is, is you make some gambles. You say, well, I think this one will transition, this story will transition to that story well. I think this speaking style followed by that speaking style will work. But if you play it safe, well, I don't know what happens if you play it safe because we haven't played it safe. We've gambled every time. Uh, one year, I had two talks that were, had a similar perspective. They were entirely different talks, but they had a similar perspective. And I was like stuck because I was like, well, I could choose one or the other, but I can't really have both unless if they agreed to give the presentations together. And so we had them give a back and forth presentation. That could have tanked so bad. That could have stunk. That could have killed the entire program. And that's the opposite of what it did. What it did was they fed off each other. Turns out they had actually uh, had some interactions with each other. They didn't know that they knew each other. Uh, they had rented the same apartment or something like that. Huh. And the two of them just went at it. And it was fascinating. Um, so every year we gamble with something. And the way you stitch together one, one talk leading to another is just a gamble every time. Uh, we have, it has gone really well. So for three years, those gambles, I think, from my perspective, because you know, the audience has to have their own opinion. But from my perspective, uh, those gambles paid off. This might well, be the year that we try some gambles and they don't pay off. <laughs> well, that, that, you know, uh, thank you for giving me more reasons to be anxious. But <laughs> the, the truth of the matter is, you, you know, while we do gamble and every conference program is a gamble, right? I mean, you don't know how, what's going to happen until the day comes and people are on stage and, and stuff is happening or not happening. But you used a word a little earlier, uh, germinate. And I think, you know, whether you think of it as germinating or stewing or fermenting or what have you, really what's going on with your sessions and with the conference as a whole is there's a lot of iteration. And one of the things, if you're new to our conference, if you're not aware of it, you should know is that we piss off our speakers, at least the ones that Dan doesn't work with, the rest of the program, <laughs> because we, we nag the crap out of them and get them to sit down together in groups and work on their ideas and ultimately their talks together iteratively three or four times over a bunch of months. So, you know, I've had speakers come to me and say, I, I, I was really like, I really was mad at you guys in the beginning. I just wanted to give my talk. But then actually I started working on it with other people. I got a lot of input. It really got better. And my talks really were started to play off well with other speakers talks and, uh, really happy with how it came out. And uh, now I even have friends uh, that I didn't have before, thanks to the process. And there is a process. Your process is a version of, of the same thing where there's iteration and fermentation. And so um, the one thing I don't worry about, to be honest, is the quality of the outcome because of, of that type of iterative process. So we trust the process. And I, I hope that uh, people listening in who are considering going to Enterprise UX will trust it as well. If you don't 
believe us, uh, you should really go to YouTube and, and search for Enterprise UX Storytelling Sessions. There you'll find around 20 uh, really great five-minute stories that Dan Willis, our guest today, has curated and, and helped bring to life. Um, and more importantly, perhaps, is we want you. Now, if you are interested in working with this guy and uh, uh, he doesn't scare you too much and uh, you like the idea of fermentation and iteration, I suggest that you go to enterpriseux.net and you'll see uh, that we have um, described the process, what we're looking for, how to submit your um, idea and maybe a sample of yourself speaking, quick video, what you're thinking of. Uh, that will go to Dan, and we need those by April 20th. And if you're selected, not only will you get to work with Dan and, and the other Enterprise UX storytellers, and you'll get a, 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 a spot in the sun uh, on stage at the end of the first day of the conference, you'll also get a free ticket. And that's a couple grand right there. So it's, it's a pretty nice thing. You'll have a story uh, talk, uh, or I should say a story and talk form that you can reuse, and a video of it that you can point people to. And you'll join that pantheon of enterprise UX storytelling uh, storytellers. Again, you can see them on YouTube today. Dan, anything you want to add? Yeah, uh, just that that uh, uh, I think you oversell the interplay with me. Uh, I, trust me, I give them as few notes as I think I can. Mostly, when when someone's being considered to, you know, people apply. And then there's an exchange where I send them saying, okay, so let me tell you what this feels like. <laughs> you may get a bunch of notes from me and we'll need to talk about those notes. And if you're not comfortable with that, I totally understand. I'd probably be a little uncomfortable with it too, but that's the process. That's, that's what we're going to do. And if I don't have to give a lot of notes, I don't. And, that, and it's not a question of success or failure. It's just like, basically, I'm warning them, if I have something that I think I have to say, I'm going to say it and we're going to talk about it. And and if you can stomach the first go around, we'll work it so that it's useful for you. So it's not always such an unpleasant experience. But I think we should definitely not make it sound like, oh, you're going to the Dan Willis School of Speaking. I think every one of our speakers came in strong and left stronger. Uh, and, and if anything, I try to get them competitive with each other. Like I start to tell them how great the other talks are. <laughs> and then we figure out how do we, how do we crank yours up to be the best it can possibly be. This is kind of like a lot of the better consulting work that I've done. I'm just tapping a balloon, right? I'm just making sure that that balloon doesn't hit the ground. Uh, these folks really bring it. And, uh, and the profile that they get, this is something you supplied, and you haven't really talked about this yet, but putting these, these talks in a spotlight at the end of a day uh, really gives these guys wonderful profiles. So when they nail it, and they almost always nail it, uh, they get this great video that they can then parlay into other talking opportunities uh, they're very well remembered, and you're the star of the day. I mean, I, nothing against the rest of the folks, but by the end of the day, everybody's pretty tired, and and they remember the storyteller talks for they the do. rest of their lives, which is pretty awesome. So I love that we can give them this profile and this showcase. And if anything, Lou, over the three that we've done so far, you've cranked that up. You've actually made it, given them even higher profile. Um, so that's a big reason why anybody interested in speaking, it's a, it's a big challenge for experienced speakers and for less experienced speakers. Uh, it's a big challenge. It's a lot of work, but the payoff is you definitely can parlay it into other talks. Uh, and also you just get this really nice high profile where people really get to appreciate your work. And that's, you know, there's a hundred different reasons why people speak, but if we're honest about it, part of it is 
it feels good to do really good work and have other people see it. And that's, that's definitely what the storytellers uh, gives you an opportunity to do. Yeah. I, I don't want to, I, I didn't mean to make it sound like it's the, the Dan Willis school of speaking, but I, I will say as someone who's spoken many, 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 many times to many varying degrees of success, I can say the strongest correlation uh, in terms of uh, giving a great talk or even a good talk is that the conference provided some sort of uh, process for thinking about the audience, thinking about my own ideas and, and uh, 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 creating some iteration to, to think it through and actually come up with something that, that works rather than just showing up with a talk. That's not what we're about. Anyway, if you uh, think you want to give this a shot and we haven't intimidated you, I really hope we haven't, uh, April 20th is deadline, uh, come to enterpriseux.net and you'll see uh, the process laid out there. There's a submission form. You'll uh, get all the good things plus that, that Dan described, uh, all the visibility and a free ticket to Enterprise UX in San Francisco, June 13th through 15th. Dan, thank you so much, not only for joining us on the show, but for doing this incredible service to the conference and to the Enterprise UX world. Great to have you on the show. Thanks, Lou, and thanks for the opportunity, man. It's been great.